0: Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, today for the spirit within us At worship and work and struggle and rest. Your spirit inspires all life, which is turning us from fear to faith, from broken to blessed. Today, O God, we enjoy the Trinity round us, above, beneath, before, and behind. The maker, the son, the spirit. Together they call us to life. And they call us their friends. Amen. In the old westerns on TV, there were times scenes of the salesman rolling into town on his horse-drawn medicine wagon. He would make his pitch for the latest and greatest tonic that would do many great things for the lucky purchaser. It would chase away your ailments, clear your skin, and brighten your eyes. If your get-up-and-go plumb got up and went, it would supply you with pep and energy. I'm a product of the TV generation, can you tell? Let me give several other examples of pep in a bottle. The Lucy Show... Has an iconic episode where the inimitable Lucille Ball, playing the character Lucy Ricardo, does one take after another to produce an advertisement for the product Vitamita Vegemen. In addition to all the ingredients, it must have had some alcohol because she gets quite tipsy, taking a spoonful with each try and saying, and it's tasty too. After many takes of filming, poor Lucy's speech starts to slur, hilariously making the product name quite unpronounceable. An actual commercial in those days was the ad for Geritol, which targeted the senior citizen market and promised a boost from vitamin complexes and iron. The product first appeared in 1885. Isn't that surprising? But with TV promotion, it was so prominent in all the awareness of the culture that seniors were eventually nicknamed the Geritol generation. Let's uh, not forget Dr. Pepper. Wasn't uh, Wasn't it created by a pharmacist in our own Waco, Texas? We've got uh, one of our rising vestry persons, Megan. Waco's her hometown. It was billed as the soda beverage that could pep you up. Well, sugar and caffeine can do that. The recommendation, 10, 2, and 4. That is, have a little at 10 a.m., at 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. But wait, there's more. Products and claims go on and on as we fight fatigue and slowdowns in the hopes of boosting our energy. Even today, there are many plastic bottles on the impulse item shelves. The bottles are short, but the names of chemicals are quite long, and this too promises a boost. Setting aside all pep promising supplements, nothing boosts us quite like having passion for our mission in life. To believe in a mission gets us moving. Inspiration energizes. If our nutrition, emotions and psyche are basically in healthy ranges, we still need to believe. Today and especially anticipating our annual parish meeting next Sunday, listen to our Savior and listen to our rector, Father Stewart, cast not nets but vision with our call and with the promise of Jesus. In the season after the Epiphany... We highlight how Jesus called people to follow. They came to see and to receive the signs of his reign. The miracles that point to the reign of God. They came to learn, to absorb the hope Jesus offered. He called disciples to himself to learn his holy way. twelve of them he appointed as ones who would especially be cultivated he would invest in them as followers and these he later sent out as apostles in the Sundays after the epiphany we should listen for how the Holy Spirit calls us through the spirit Jesus calls us here. Now, detect, if you will, that you are sent by God. This reality is our own encounter of epiphany. God getting through to us. Epiphany is not a concept or a religious word only. It is an encounter with God. Your encounter. It comes not by your own bidding, trying hard as you can to be epiphanized. It's something that God does in you. You make yourself available to God. God self-reveals. And that's what you hear. let you know what? That you are loved. Strengthened sent into mission in power derived from god when simon and andrew heard jesus call them when the other fisherman brothers james and john heard him they called, they dropped all at once and followed after that there were plenty of serious ups and downs all in all they were captivated by his call and bolstered by his divine energy, witnessing with their very lives James, the first to die, run through by the Herodian soldiers. John was exiled to Patmos and ended his days there. Andrew crucified on an X-shaped cross. Peter crucified upside down. There's an odd hymn. It's a strange. It's kind of a haunting hymn. It starts out kind of romantic and light, you think, but it shows the cost of the call. It shows how God supplies us with the Spirit because times in mission Will be hard. Listen to some of this. They cast their nets in Galilee, just off the hills of Brown. So far, so good. Such happy, simple fisher folk before the Lord came down. Contented, peaceful fishermen before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts brimful and broke them too. Young John, who trimmed the flapping sail, homeless in Patmos, died. Peter, who hauled the teeming net, head down, was crucified. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife sown in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, the marvelous peace of God. That is about the paradox of their willing courage and sacrifice and the peace from Christ they knew despite all. Concentrate with me on their first experience of Jesus, ponder deeply the connection that must have been in play the moment Jesus calls them, the moment they look up and listen to his voice and the nature of his request. An epiphany is a revealed glory, something special showing What is it that manifests from Jesus' call? What is it that moves those fishermen? I'm sure their trade was not so attractive in any aesthetic or romantic way. I'm sure it was rigorous, tedious, smelly, and dangerous. Still, leaving it all must have been monumental. Monumental because it was what they knew what effectively kept them and their families alive. There had to be something detectably shining as light which they noticed for them to come at once. Here are three stanzas of free verse. Uh, But I want you to take Uh, a few seconds before I start thinking about the sensory reality of life as a fisherman there with those and I want you to spend a couple of seconds right afterward thinking about the moment that just happened and yet moved them to follow This is called, What's Got Into Me. Hands bleeding again. No relief in the life of casting nets, sewing torn strands, pulling oars, cleaning fish, hauling up anchor. It has to be done while I have breath and blood flowing. It has to be done. What? Who is this and why is he calling? What does he mean, follow? Follow? Yes, a teacher. But what does he teach? I am bleeding for the hope of the hall, for the fishmonger, for food and basics. For what will this one ask me to bleed? There is the matter of shelter and food, the matter of family and village, and what of the synagogue, our local rabbi. But look, I'm standing And my brother stands, too. See, I drop the nets. It's his voice as he calls, his eyes as he bids, come after me. I don't know, it's odd, but I hear, I follow. Naturally, until this captivation takes hold, the epiphany moment, there is reluctance. In the 6th century, Pope Gregory the Great uh, sent a group of monks led by their prior Augustine to southern England. It was a frightening mission because when Roman forces left the isles, Angles and Saxons moved in with their forces, causing Celtic and Roman Christians to flee for the hills of Scotland and Wales. When Augustine and his monks reached southern Gaul, people warned them that there was great danger there. They turned back and did not follow through until Pope Gregory urged them afresh. It reminds me of the parable in Matthew 21 of the two sons whom the father asked to go and work, and one of them said, I will not. But later he changed his mind and he went. God called the prophet Jonah. You know this story. He called Jonah, and Jonah ran away, setting out to flee the presence of the Lord, boarding the ship to Tarshish. He had a horrible time running. We could say thrice swallowed. He finds himself first in the deep hull of the ship out at sea, then in the belly of a great fish, finally in the bowels of a pagan city, unimaginably large in the ancient context. See how after horrific peril and adventure, he turned. He finally turned to receive again God's commission. Listen again to this passage from Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. God told Jonah, Get up, go, God gave him the get up and go. So he went. Now, what about you? Without the benefit of snake oil, Geritol, Vitamina Vegemin or Dr. Pepper or even the five-hour energy shot, you are called by God. You're called from the waters of baptism. There was an amazing baptism here yesterday, Father Bates will tell you about. My sisters on the nearly front row over here, we were baptized together one October day in 1956. I was a month old. I remember it well. It's good to have my sister Lori here, my baptism buddy. We're called from our baptism to go. We're called from this altar to go. We're called to follow Christ from this Word of God that comes to us, proclaimed in this place, and it moves us. We have our epiphany moments, and we are called, we hear it, and we go. With nothing but divine revelation, epiphany, grace, you are called to follow Jesus, to be sent into mission. It may not make your skin shine or get rid of athlete's foot. It may not prevent scurvy or headaches, but it will bring you joy and energy for God's work. There is work for you ask these guys there is work for you not only in this place but beyond this place there is work for you this is real to borrow from the language of Isaiah 60 and Luke 1 canticles of the daily office God's glory will appear upon you and the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory You will go before the Lord to prepare his way. The dawn from on high shall break upon us. That's better than pep in a bottle. Is that enough for us? Are you feeling the epiphany, the get up and go? Because God is calling, get up and go. And go, go into the part of the world that you will reach. Feel the gift of grace surging through you. Proclaim the good news. You can proclaim it like no one else to people who will receive it from no one else but you. So go. And we finish with the prayer. That was our prayer on page 3 at the beginning. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.